Welcome back to Don't Be Strangers, a podcast and community against adult loneliness. Our mission is to create deeper conversations by providing resources, events, and community for the curious student of life. I'm your host, Shinyi, and I typically meet my co-host for the very first time while recording. If this sounds fun to you, please consider applying to co-host a future episode. Today, I'm speaking with Franklin, who is a children's book author and the owner of his very own bookstore called Franklin the Helper. We met because back in the spring, I was at a Mixer event hosted by Dallas Book Tribe, which, to be completely honest and as an aside, I I typically don't like networking events, but I was just there to support my girls at Dallas Book Tribe because they've shown so much love to the Don't Be Strangers community, and we regularly partner on women's hikes out here in Dallas that I made a special exception. So while I was there, I was sharing my newly published book, How to Talk to Anyone for Introverts, and his mom came up to introduce herself and told me about the bookstore her and her son had recently just opened. She invited me to do a book launch at their independent bookstore, and I thought, why not? So from there, Franklin, his mom, and I have been preparing for this event this Saturday, September 23rd, and Franklin and I haven't interacted much besides a few email exchanges. So I thought a podcast episode with him would be a great way for us to learn more about each other and also a fun way to cross promote his store and my book launch. And that's how we got here. I had a blast chatting with Franklin because I didn't know what to expect, but ended up finding so many parallels in our stories. You're about to see as we dive into our advice for readers struggling with finding meaning and purpose, Franklin's relationship with books growing up, how he pulled the trigger and finally wrote his first children's book, how we both never imagined ourselves as authors, and Franklin's definition of fun. With that, please meet Franklin. Hi, my name is Franklin Edwards. Um, I'm the author and owner of uh, the Franklin the Helper Children's Book Collection. I have a, um, a bookstore located in Plano, Texas, and I am 23 years old, and I'm very excited to be here this morning. How has your personal life experiences influence your writing and the themes that you um the themes that you explore in your books i mean the only book i've published is how to talk to anyone for introverts and so you can probably imagine i am introverted slash growing up i've like had to learn to be more extrovert presenting um and so now nowadays i would say i'm like an ambivert like between the two and so i think that's probably the biggest like the biggest part of like why I feel so passionate about sharing this because of feeling like a general displacement of being Asian American in America and feeling not very American nor very Asian and just being like, where do I belong? And the introversion did not help, right? Like me not feeling safe to present myself and connect with other people. So I think that's really the reason why I feel so passionate about Don't Be Strangers and our mission against adult loneliness is I've like suffered through that and I've worked through it in terms of like getting myself to put myself out there. And so I want to help other introverts to do this very same thing. So what about you, Franklin? Do you, are you an introvert or how do you identify yourself? Yeah, definitely 110%. Uh, I didn't even know, what what word did you just describe, use to describe people who are kind of both? Ambivert. I didn't even know that was like a thing. Maybe a little ambivert in there, but for sure, like, I, I feel bad sometimes for being an introvert because, like, I remember in school growing up, like, all the kids would be interacting and stuff and, you know, playing and talking. I would just be in the corner on my phone, like, with my headphones in, just doing me. 
and like I feel like I would come off sometimes as like antisocial or like I didn't want to be bothered. But the truth is, I was just really quiet into myself, and you know I feel like sometimes people thought I was just you know just like a loner. But that was the case. Like they don't understand that like we we're like not mean or rude or anything. We just like we're not outgoing and super like what's the, what's the word like expressive. You know what I mean? So. Right. I'm, for sure yeah no i feel like what you said there re regarding like people perceiving introverts as antisocial is like a very common misconception that's just like just because we don't have the energy or like yes. the courage to like approach you does not mean that we don't want to connect with you right it's just like harder for us to feel safe or like comfortable to do so i imagine like part of that introversion for you probably tied to like books and stuff because like now now you write books and you have a bookstore can you speak more to that i think reading you know in books played a big part of my childhood because it was just books were always an escape i can go to when i didn't want to like deal with you know people in the outside in the world out that was surrounding me like if I was in class, for example, I could just start open my book and just bury my face in my book so I didn't have to like interact and communicate. And just over time, books just became like such a big part of my like identity that I ended up, you know, writing them and, and helping kids with them. So I think that's kind of how it all tied in together. Like I was all I would always go to books and use them as an escape, books and music. And so they just it just grew with me and became a part of my like personality and ended up influencing what I did as an adult for a career. I think that's kind of how it tied in with me. Yeah. What were your favorite genres to read growing up? Really, really only mangas. Like, honestly, um, I didn't really read like, chapter books until like I was like in college, basically. Like mangas just made life easy. Like it made reading way more fun and entertaining, like Naruto specifically, like since I was a little kid. But like, so how did that transition to you working on specifically children's book? They're kind of totally different, but I think the reason I like children's books so much is because they still have that manga aspect in the fact that like it's mainly pictures and um, pictures and a little bit of words. Like it's, it's just, it's really fitting for me. Like now I can read books, books, like. Right. Well, words but you know growing up my identity was always um a lot of pictures a little bit of words so i think that's kind of how it like my love for mangas and children's Trend. books correlate yeah do you do the illustrations or how do you like find your illustrators oh i, I have no idea how the illustration process works if i'm being completely honest with you so like i write the story and then i email it to my mom and she handles like all the illustrations it's like she really like manages the publishing aspect i just you know the writer just because i i really i really have a lot of respect for illustrators because i can't draw anything like but no nah, she handles it all the illustrations okay nice so you get to like just focus on the part that like you're good at and that you enjoy has writing about life and its complexities help you gain a deeper understanding of yourself and the world around you if so in what ways Definitely. I feel like it's really interesting because I think growing up here and well, for the, for a while, I kind of identified English as my second language because ethnically I'm Chinese and like we immigrated when I was seven. That was still like relatively young in terms of mm -hmm. like my childhood. But because I learned English as quote unquote a second language, I always thought to myself in like my teenage years, oh, I'm not good at English. And so I never thought that I would enjoy writing. In fact, English 
and writing that those particular subjects in school were my most hated, like absolutely detested because I think because I set myself up for failure. I really thought to myself, like convinced myself, I suck at writing and therefore I kind of told myself this and then I didn't necessarily manifest it, but because I told myself that it just made the process so much harder, you know, like me making myself believe that I'm not good at this thing when in reality, I didn't have to believe that I was either good or bad at it, right? Like you can just step into a skill set and just be like, maybe I don't know much of piano right now, but like Mm -hmm. I can learn. But like I had this mentality where I was like, I just suck at writing. I, I suck at English. I suck at writing. And I didn't really, I never wrote unless I had to for school assignments. And it wasn't until I graduated out of school and I noticed that like some of my friends got into personal development and like journaling. And so do you do you do any sort of like journaling or like self-reflection yourself? I know I'm like pausing. <laughs> like sometimes, yeah. But like anytime I journal, I know I'm gonna put it into a book. So I wouldn't consider it journaling because I feel like journaling is really for yourself. So not, I don't, yeah. not really, yes and no kind of. Okay, okay. No, I was just curious. But looping back, I think journaling was my first exploration of like writing, not for an assignment, if that makes sense. Like before there was like someone was holding a due date over me and said, hey, this is like the premise. And so I only started exploring journaling because I noticed some of my friends were making a lot of personal development improvements through the power of like, I guess, self-therapy and like writing for oneself. And so That was when I started to think, oh, writing doesn't have to be this large academic um, task and it could just be something more personal and more chill. I also noticed some friends like exploring poetry just as like a form of creative self-expression and like release. And I thought, oh, okay, like that's interesting. Um, So I think that like just just playing with journaling, playing with poetry, starting to make me think like writing is more accessible to the everyday person than we were presented in the academic context, or at least for me, like I didn't really think of writing outside of the academic context. And so once I, yeah, once I started journaling, I started to realize like the amount of like self-dialogue I can have with myself and the sort of reflection. And I really believe that like from that point forward, I I started to have so much more like self-awareness for yeah like the world around me the other people's the emotions I'm processing because I think prior to journaling I wasn't like aware of that I I just like have emotions and then I just like you know became really sad became really angry whatever my emotions were presented to me I would just feel it but like with the journaling with the writing and extracting that and reflecting on it I think that was super helpful so I'm really curious to know too in like this similar vein how has writing I guess like children's books help you process like the outer world it's a great question how is writing children's help me process the outer world um so I say it's helped me process the outer world because, you know, like when I'm writing these books, I always look around me for the inspiration. So it's like, so for example, my book, How to Apologize, the concept came because, you know, I I know some adults that don't know how to apologize. My theory is always like, if I could take the world 
like what's wrong with the adults today, including myself, because like none of us are perfect and pour back into the youth and teach them like what not to do. I'm in turn making like our future better because our kid, those kids are obviously going to grow up and be better people in society. But I have to do it in such a way that I have to explain the message in such a way that kids can understand. So I find myself having to use a lot of children's scenarios. So for like my How to Apologize book, they're an art class in school and the girl says something mean about the girl's painting and she makes it her crumble it, crumble it up. So I really um, get to like deep dive into social connections and how humans interact with each other and turning those um, situations or circumstances into child like life lessons. So that's kind of how I process the world around me. It, the, the books are almost a reflection of real life themselves. So I have to take the world around me break it down for children and make it and and get it to a point where they can grasp grasp and understand the knowledge I'm trying to give them. So I think that's kind of how the books help me do that. And, you know, as I do it more, it's become a lot easier at first. It was kind of hard to put myself in like, what, what would a kid be going through right now? Like in elementary school to where they can relate to the scenario and really get the message. Cause you know, it can be hard at 23 to step into the mind of an elementary school student. But to answer your question, I think that's how I process my writing children's books has helped me process the world around me. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful, like what you mentioned there in terms of like giving back to the community and like helping the youth, like that, edu that education piece. But I also thought it was really interesting how you also like not like made a nod to the fact that like there are adults out there who don't know how to apologize. And it's so true. And in so many ways, like we are just like, still children in so many ways right like maybe we're not going through elementary schools but there, in so many ways we have to like parent ourselves and like continue learning and educating and like i was gonna say no you're right we always are like bettering and improving because a lot of the things i write about like the topics i touch on i myself struggle with back like maybe a few years ago and, I, and you know I, I don't want kids to be too stubborn to apologize and ruin a friendship or anything like that so yeah just um agree with your point but go ahead i was gonna ask you how did you how did writing children like books start for you i feel like you've kind of alluded to it with like the fact that you read growing up and and the fact that like there's this parallel between like children's books and mangas but like what was the inception point like what what like pushed you to to start the first book and actually like publish it right so you know okay so it's, it's an interesting story because i never thought i i never thought it was possible so the year was 2019 i was in college and my grandfather he had came to visit me asked him to take me to a bookstore just because you know i like to read like to buy new books or whatever and i was just in the children's section for some reason, like when I go to like bookstores, I walk around the whole bookstore to find like what I like. I don't know why I was in like even the children's section. I knew I wasn't gonna get anything, but anyway, like um, I picked up a Dr. Seuss book. I think it was like Redfish, Two Fish, or Green Eggs and Ham, one of them. And I was just flipping through it, and I was just like, wow, like I make a way better book than this because like it's funny how like our our stories are like so opposite but we were both ended up being authors like for you like you said english <clears throat> was a struggle for me english was the only subject i i just liked because it was the only one that came naturally to me like my whole life like language arts english reading writing it was the only one i actually looked forward 
to learning in school because I knew I was going to excel without having to try. So anyways, I'm in the bookstore. Um, I said I could write a way better book than this because I also had that confidence in myself just as a writer. But I just put the book back because, you know, like majority of people, I didn't know where to start in publishing. Like if I did write a book, like how do you get it out? So I just put it back. I never thought about it. thought it would never happen. Fast forward to 2021. My mom completely randomly out the blue, like to this day, I don't know why she did this. Like she texted me. Have you ever thought about writing a children's book? I was like, yeah, like I thought about it, but I never put no, no, no action behind it because I was it. It was like a dream. And I told her that and she was like, no, like, you know, like I know how to publish books. I've been doing it for X, Y, Z. And I was like, like, why don't you ever say anything up until now? Like up until two years ago, but she was like, yeah, I can help you. And I was like, OK, I'm going I'm to I'm a do it then since it's possible. So I always um, knew that if I wrote a book, a children's book, I wanted to help. I didn't want to write just a bedtime story like like no shade to Dr. Seuss, but like you don't really like necessarily learn anything from like Cat in the Hat. Or, you know, I, I wanted to teach lessons because I believe in just helping people. I always like to help people. So Just Be Yourself came out. My first one's actually coincidentally like sitting right here. That, that's hilarious. And when it came out, I thought that was going to be the only book I ever wrote. Like it was more like a bucket list thing. Like, I never wanted to be an author. I just wanted to write like one book and be done. Like I just wanted to oh be able God, to. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, like, I just want to just be like, yeah, like, I wrote a book, bring it up in conversation, and that'd be it. But, you know, one day, you know, I had an opportunity to sell them, and everyone just loved the message and loved, like, how it helped teach a lesson. And so I just kept writing more and more, and it just blossomed. So that's kind of how it all got started. Are all your stories, like, independent, or do you, ha or are the characters, like, consistent throughout your... No, your the only character that's consistent is uh, me, Franklin the Helper every other character is like random like i just try to i try to give the characters like just generic names so that maybe if a kid is reading the book they can be like oh he got the same name as me or like whatever and they just feel like that connection so i just just it's random right yeah wait that's so serendipitous that like yeah that that situation with your mom texting you and asking you if you wanted to like write a children's book has she been working in publishing her whole life though or like long enough where because she because you said that like she mentioned oh i know how to do this so like i imagine there's like some sort of career background you know like this. i never actually asked her but i know she i don't know how long she's been doing it but i know she's published like five other people's books but i, I that's a great question i don't have to ask like how long have you been doing <laughs> How long have you been keeping it secret from me? Right, because I would feel like if you had known, right, like, oh, my mom does this, then it, then I feel like she wouldn't have needed to text you. You would have been like, hey, mom, I kind of thought about this. What do you think? Like, can I do it? Can you help me? Sort of situation. Yeah. I think she told me because, like, growing up, all I cared about was playing sports. Like, she didn't even know, like, like English was my favorite subject. Like, I was a good yeah. in school. I used to just... Like I didn't, I didn't just write a lot growing up or anything like that. So I guess it, it just never dawned on her to just say something. But yeah, I'm glad she said something better late than never. You know, <laughs> yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, I think it would have been super interesting if it was like if this was a conversation between the three of us. That's why I was initially like proposed that like oh that could be like a cool like yeah like conversation. 
I think that's really cool that it just like started as that, that one book and now you're like rolling into the series of like just continuing to like help help children with these oh, lessons. It um, is crazy. You never know what can happen. I'm really curious as part of like the bookstore and like you publishing your books, you have like any like big kind of lofty pie in the sky goals or no, you don't really think that far. You're just like playing it out day by day and just like going with the flow. Actually, like, that's, yeah, I definitely do. Just dreams that, like, you can't even just picture for sure. Like, I want to, like, the only person that with children's books, excuse me, that I had to compare myself to is Dr. Seuss. So I always tell people, like, I want to be bigger than Dr. Seuss. Like, I want I want movies. I want, you know, they have Dr. Seuss reading day in schools. I want one of those. I want a cartoon. I want Franklin Helper to be as, like, recognizable as, like, you know, the Grinch, because that's Dr. Seuss. Like, I, I want, like, that, that's the only ghost I'm chasing, because that's the only children's book author that's, like, like the king of what he does. Renowned. yeah. I want my books in all different languages. Like, yeah, I want it to just really blow up, because I'm a go big or go home kind of person. Like, I don't I don't want to do it just to, you know, stay at this level. Like, I want the, the bookstore to become as well-known as McDonald's or Walmart. Like, I just have just the craziest most outlandish dreams okay i'm gonna interrupt here to say that if you found any of these topics interesting or relatable please hit pause right now to give the show a follow and a rating or if you know of a friend who needs to hear what's being shared here please take two seconds to message them this episode it'd mean the world to me to be able to expand the reach of who this podcast could potentially help did you have like um other dreams prior to the the beginning of like the book <laughs> dream or you didn't really or did you not really have like a direction prior to the book? That's like, so as a kid, like I want to, you know, play professional sports, but then, you know, as you get older, you realize, okay, this is probably, this is probably not going to happen. So to answer your question, I would say, I would say more, no, I didn't have direction. Um, because as a kid, we all have dreams. So I wouldn't really count that. Like we all want to be something, but as you get older and reality hits you and it's just like, okay, it might not work out. I, nah, I wouldn't say I had dreams. If I wasn't, an author, I probably um, would have went to law school because, like, again, like, my teachers always told me I was, like, a great writer. And one day, one of my teachers told me, lawyers got to be great writers. So I was like, okay, it goes hand in hand. I probably would have went to law school. But it wasn't my dream to do that. So, no, I didn't have any other dreams. I'm, I'm being honest. No, no, no. I I love, like, sharing this sort of thing because I feel like there's so many people out there who feel lost in terms of, like, direction for life, right? Like, whether you're going through college or, like, even post-grad, you're like, I studied this thing and I don't feel aligned with it. Like, maybe I went to law school and you're just like, like, I just did that because, like, someone said I should do that. That's, like, a good thing to do. And I feel like stories like yours is super inspiring because it just means, like, your calling can come to you very randomly, right? Like the way that you ended up here with just picking up a random like children's book and then some unrelated time later, your mom contacting you. Like mm -hmm. it, it makes it makes the future feel really hopeful because it's like you don't yeah. know what cool things are about to come. You can just just like, yeah, like so if you feel lost, just like hang on to that hope that like something interesting is coming your way right i would tell people anything can happen like it wasn't even my dream to be an author but now i absolutely love what i do and i wouldn't want to do nothing else in the world so like yeah like yeah, people should not lose hope shouldn't lose faith yeah do you have any siblings or are you uh, an only child 
Okay. Actually, okay. So, like, I have two um, half brothers, but like we didn't grow up together. They grew up in a different like city, so I'm, I was really the only child. What made you go into podcasting? Because <clears throat> the reason I asked that, I feel like podcasting over the last like three years has just become like such a hot thing. That's like really, I really love podcasts. You know, um, watching them and like seeing everyone start one because because to me podcasting is just a reflection of someone's personality like whoever the host is it really is just a reflection of them so like what got you personally into podcasting yeah okay so many many years ago in a different life i was trying to do youtube and so as part of like youtubing or just like creating content for youtube i feel like it kind of trained my mind to always be turned on to think about like what is good content and what should I record. So I'm just like going around like my daily life and just being like, oh, should I like pull out my camera and like record that blah, blah, blah. And I think in that journey, I started to think like, wow, say like you and I are hanging out somewhere, just like normal friends hanging out. And then I I realized that we're having a really cool conversation. And then because I'm in the world of YouTube, I think, darn, I really wish my camera was like rolling, you know, like this would have been such great content. And so that I think that was like the initial spark, like from me doing YouTube. Okay, I gave up on YouTube. I realized it was not my calling slash not aligned with my values of community specifically. And very many years later, I'm consuming a lot of podcasts myself. And so there's now this like alignment between me still kind of holding on to this idea of like, I have really interesting conversations with my friends. I would love to share with the world. And I'm consuming a lot of podcasts. I think maybe I should start one that I think I finally just pulled the trigger because I was like, I, but prior to me starting my podcast, I had guessed I have been a guest on like at least three other podcasts just for fun. Just like, you know, who knows why not? Like this is interesting. It's kind of a way to me to practice public speaking without public speaking. If you know what I mean? Like it's not live. It can get edited. You know, you could just be like, hey, can we cut out that part where I I talk about my dog? You know, like actually that's embarrassing. And so I thought, okay, as part of personal development, I want to practice public speaking without public speaking. Let me guess on other people's podcasts. And then I kind of learned from their process, just being a guest. And then I decided, okay, let me just try mine. And I don't know about you, but I have this tendency where I get really excited about idea and the idea, but like the excitement is very short lived lived like I started to go really hard on it and then when I started to go really hard on an idea I realized like maybe this isn't actually what I want to be doing so I was kind of worried that like the podcast idea was sort of like one of these random sparks where oh I thought I would like a podcast but in in actuality like when I'm doing it and I'm editing it and then I'm like publishing about it I I hate like all of the minutiae you know that was what I was like worried about but so I told myself, hey, you produce five like episodes, you know, just make commit to five episodes and see how you feel. Because I feel like one episode is not enough because one is still like that honeymoon phase, right? Like this is new. This is interesting. I can do this. I could do this forever. But I feel like after you produce five, you get like a real taste of like, do I want to marry myself to this project? Like, is this a long term relationship or was this like okay, that was interesting, you know, but no, like, I don't really like editing, right? I don't really like, you know, the process of it. And so I started with five episodes and I realized like, 
I really, I mean, I do. I honestly love talking with people. I love connecting with people. And so I think that's just how the the episodes like kept going. We're at like over two years of me producing this podcast now. And that's how it started. And that's like where we're here. And I just feel like the direction for the podcast would hopefully in the future get to a point where I'm not doing so much. Like I think you would understand that's like a business owner because like when you start a project, you have to do a lot of like the grunt work and like establishing yourself and like do everything yourself. But then over time, as you like get recognition, then it will get easier because, you know, people recognize your name or like your brand. And so what I'm hoping with the podcast is that eventually I don't have to do all the heavy lifting of finding guests and guests would just be like, I know that podcast, like I want to get on it, you know, and, and like start reaching out to me. So like, that's sort of like my direction for the podcast is what I'm hoping. No, no, like pie in the sky, but just like next steps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How many uh, episodes are you at now? Um, I think I the most recent one I published was like 49 or 40. 47 like something like that like so almost almost 50 episodes but yeah two years congratulations so, thank you <laughs> yeah it's are you thinking about starting a podcast then oh definitely not. no i'm not um i'm not that kind of personality to where like i feel like i'm not that interesting just to cut on a camera and talk to someone and like i don't know i just feel like it's not built for my type of personality i feel like people wouldn't want to tune in but but I, that's why I always find it like I, any anytime someone does or can do anything I'm bad at, like for example, illustrating books, I always like be like very find it very admirable because like wow, like dude, that that that's just something I can't do, you know. So it's the same with podcasting. So like I, I like salute to people like you who can do this and make it interesting and fun to watch and keep it entertaining. It's like cool to me. Please do not discredit yourself. I feel like so many people say, like, I don't think I'm interesting, but they've, like, come onto this podcast, and I'm pretty sure, like, the listeners are not going to think, like, you're boring just listening to this. So what podcasts do you consume, since it sounds like you listen to a few? So... So it's a lot of sports podcasts. I love sports. I don't. I couldn't tell you the names of them, but I could tell you who's on them because like every podcast has its own like unique name, and it's like pick a side podcast is one I really like. It's like four or five guys, and they discuss sports all the time. A couple of like NBA players, NFL players, podcasts. I'm trying to think. Do I watch anything other than sports podcasts? Like Theo Vaughn, his podcast is funny. Like I watch his to laugh. The new the new girl that just interviewed Drake and Lil Yachty, Bobby, um, she's all over TikTok. Altoff, I think her name. Her podcast is cool. So yeah, I, I consume like mainly sports podcasts. Okay, nice. Yeah. So and you like I think you you mentioned earlier that you did a lot of sports growing up. So oh, was yeah. it primarily like was it everything or like was there was it one particular sport? It was about three. Well, it was mainly uh basketball, football, mainly those two, but like I I I like kind of did golf with my granddad a lot. Uh ran cross country. Um I tried every sport, soccer, but those two basketball, football were the main ones always. Yeah. And are you able to like continue involving yourself in sports like nowadays after graduating and everything? So yeah, what I do is um I train kids in basketball. That's like how I still stay connected to the sport and still can like like I said, I like helping. If I can help, you know, teenagers or younger, you know, develop their skills and teach them what I wish I would have known at a younger age, 
um, that really brings me joy and I can stay connected to the sport of basketball. So yeah, that's how I stay involved with it. That's awesome. So you are writing books, running your bookstore, like training kids in basketball. What else are you up to? <laughs> yeah, that, that's really it. Yeah. As far as like what consumes majority of my time, that's really it. Like, like I tell people, like I enjoy life every single day, but like I rarely have fun. Like if that makes sense, like fun, like that emotion, <laughs> that feeling, like I, I ever had any like fun, but like, I don't, but I like to backdoor that by saying, like I said, I enjoy like because I don't want to sound like I'm depressed or I don't en enjoy myself or every day sucks. Like I wake up every day and love what I do, but every day is just not the most fun day ever, if that makes sense. So, but, so what, how do you define fun then? What does that mean? What does fun mean to you? To me, fun is like a mind state. Like, for example, like every time I go on vacation, like the last real vacation I took was like back in 2021. It's like we went to Vegas. That was the last one. It was like the mindset of like, I, I, I don't have basically any responsibility for this weekend. I don't have to call, text, handle any business. All I have to do is drink, have fun, and, and have a great time with my friends in this city that I'm not from. And I just, I, no matter how much money I spend, I'm not going to check my account or regret it. It's, 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 it's almost a mindset, I hate to say it, of like immaturity. That, that's what fun is to me. Like, not that you're going to act immature, but you're not necessarily going to be as, what is the word I'm looking for, serious as you would on a regular basis. That That's fun. When I can right. just kick back, let my hair down, and just 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 mentally be free for or relax for right, a relax. Right, right, right. Fun. Right. So it sounds like for you, fun is like detaching, detaching yourself from like responsibilities or like out like other outside real life contexts like the no, I'm not thinking about finances. I'm not thinking about business. I'm not like outside of this weekend is for like when I'm when I get off of vacation. But right now I'm on vacation. I'm having fun. I haven't had that much, like a long time. Like every even on the weekends, I just work. But but yeah, that, that's what's funniest to me for sure. So since you've been working for so long, since like that was the last vacation, do you feel like you've ever like experienced burnout in this during this time of like nonstop? Oh no, working? Not, never. Because like like I'm just so blessed. I thank God like every day I found something that I love to do. And it is true what they say, like, well, it is and it isn't that, like, when you find something you love to do and you do it every day, it doesn't feel like you're working. Like, I still know I'm working hard, but the work is just, I just love to, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. So it's like, I never get burnt out. I never get tired of what I do. I never be like, oh my God, I need a break. I just, nah, definitely not. I, I wouldn't, because I, I genuinely, I'd rather be doing what I do every day than having fun. Like, I'd rather get up, go to my bookstore every day, write these books, promote my books, market my books, then be out like on a vacation in Miami or, or Vegas or whatever. So now I don't ever get burned out. I think it's just really interesting because the way that you describe your work sounds like it would be fun. Like, like yeah. to me, like, because you are having fun at work, that's why like you're able to do it. But I think it's really, I think it's really interesting the way that you described and like defined fun, because I think that any word or concept for any given person can mean something different, right? So that's why I wanted you to clarify like what that meant uh, for you. I've had that before, and I never had to break it down like that. But yeah, yeah, I think it's a mentality. Yeah. Do you have any more books planned? It, like, 
or if so, how many more do you want to write? Do you, is that, do you have a number on that? So not really like you. Writing a book was really a, bu- a bucket list item. And like, I never really imagined being an author. So for me, it was just like, I want to write a book. Okay, what can I write about that? Ultimately, I wanted the theme to tie back to Don't Be Strangers. So like anything that I could have written about, I thought about it and I and I think that it wouldn't be aligned with like my energy and time if I'm not somehow tying it back to the mission of Don't Be Strangers. And this is what I've produced thus far. And I think that I have not yet gone the inspiration for another book yet. So I don't have a number and I'm like satisfied with this for now. But if inspiration hits, like you know, why not? Because I feel like, like you, there is, I think this is like the one like connection point that I feel very strongly with you is like this desire to help others. And that's like the purpose of my book and the purpose of like the community and the podcast to basically just make people, people feel this sense of like belonging. So short answer, no, I don't have, I don't have another book lined up. I don't have an idea for another book. <laughs> yeah. It'll come, it'll come. It, it, I guarantee. I, I feel like you'll definitely write more because your book is so interesting to me because I never like thought about that like how introverts would especially with me being one how just how we're affected like there are no books for introverts like it's crazy right. so I, I think if you can you know draw from life in that way and put that into a book I, I know for a fact as life goes on as you get older there are going to be other things you realize even subgenres of you know connecting with strangers and making life better for us as introverts i think you'll find inspiration i, I don't think personally that this is your last one i, I think you i appreciate that a lot yeah how did you so like after you wrote your first book yeah. were you like i have so many ideas or was there like a lull where you're like huh okay i did it i got I, I got the book and then and then you kind of had to like wait for inspiration definitely waited for like that book came out in april i didn't get the idea for my next one until like four or five months later yeah because like, like i said i was gonna write one and just be done and then some people just kept being like you should write a book about this or you should write a book about this and you should write a book about this and it was just like okay uh, let me take y'all's advice if this is what people feel like their kids need help with like I can definitely accommodate. I really get my topics now from other people being like, you should write a book about such and such or such and such, such and such and such and such. Um, yeah, it, like I don't even come up come up with them myself anymore. The only thing I come up with myself now is my poetry that I write. I write, <clears throat> I wrote the poetry book like because I didn't like people like boxing me in into just only a children's book author. Like I want, you know, I'm just a writer. Like I can write whatever. And, and it'll be good <laughs> and so um yeah but i forgot i forgot where i was going with that word I, 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 I think i was asking you about like after your first book did it take a while for it yeah, yeah i definitely hit a wall yeah and, and other people kept started telling me what to write about yeah definitely hit yeah, that wall. yeah yeah i think i think that's kind of what i was hoping would happen with mine is like i was like oh write, write the first book and see like based off of feedback like if anyone's like oh can you also talk about this or like what's your advice on x but yeah i think that's awesome that you have like a basically an idea generator from your audience who's like can you please <laughs> help my children with like this other topic right so you don't have to like think of it yeah 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 but i also love what you said that like you um wrote a, a poetry book too so that you could just like basically expand 
your identity as like an author and like a writer um are there other sub mediums or like other genres that you want to explore in terms of writing so yeah like like another thing like i said before like whenever someone has done or does something i can't do i find it admirable like how you actually have written a real I, my mom hates when i say this like you've written what i consider a real book like a book that's long and actually you have to sit down and read for a long time i want to write a book like that like not necessarily a novel but in a quote-unquote actual book but yeah, that, do you think it would be like fiction like also like storytelling see, or... i have no idea like like i kind of want to I have no idea, man. Like I'd be thinking about it. Like, what if I were to write a um, like a real book? Like, what would it be about? I don't know. It's kind of, it's really interesting because I'm kind of in the same boat I was in, like when I first started writing children's book. When when my granddad took me to that bookstore and I picked up that book and I was like, oh, like I could do this and then just put it back. It's same thing with like novel type books. Like I I know I can do it, but it's like. It's kind of a bucket list thing again. Like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So, no, I haven't really put no thought into it. But I know I want to do it eventually. And I'm not really in, like, a rush to do it either because, you know, children's books are, like, my niche right now. Sounds like you need to make another uh, <laughs> another trip to, like, a Barnes & Noble or, like, something like that. Just, like, walk around the novel section and just see, like, what draws your attention and see if, like, inspiration hits at some point. Something. What advice do you have for readers who may be struggling with finding meaning or purpose in their own lives? Uh, I think that, okay, so we kind of already mentioned this, like don't lose hope mm -hmm. because you don't know where you will find your meaning or purpose. Like it could just be around the corner, right? Like you could just get a text from your grandparents, your friend, and they might suggest, let's start a podcast. And then you start the podcast and then you realize that's your purpose it's it's like so random life is so random but at the same time i think that something that you can actively do as an individual is try all the things right like go go if you thought that would be interesting to write a children's book just try it because like you franklin you don't know like that could become your career right but and like if you're like I would like to perform live music somewhere like it might be a bit tricky depending on where your starting point is like maybe you have no like musical background so you might need to do some setup for that but I think like you should try everything because you don't know what you don't know as in like you don't know what you could fall in love with and therefore it turns into your life purpose. So that's my advice. Do you have any thoughts on this yourself for for people trying to find meaning and purpose? Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Like I always tell people, like my philosophy and how I live my life is like I always try things that aren't gonna hurt me. Like <clears throat> when my mom came to me about writing the book, I knew like it would like if I write a children's book, it's not gonna be detrimental to me or is nothing negative can come from it. Like I'm just gonna write a book. I'm gonna do it. And whatever happens, happens. Like, and that's just my philosophy for anything. Like, if you if you told me like, hey, like you want to try like I don't even know like try try like being a barber, like cutting like cut my hair if you're good at it, or you know, give me if someone came to me randomly. One of my friends was like, can you uh, like, what's it called? You don't draw tattoos. Can you give me a tattoo? Like I would do it because, you know, what if I'm good at it and then I can open up a tattoo business? Like I always try things I feel like aren't going to hurt me. 
And if they don't work out, then they just don't work out. But yeah, like, like you said, try everything. Just like if it's not detrimental to your health, your character, your uh, morals, just just give it a try. The worst that can happen is that it doesn't work out, and you're in the same position as if it was as if you had never started. So yeah. I got to say, just just get out there. There's so much to do in, in life down here on Earth in the world. Just just go for it. Looping back to your bookstore, I'm so curious to know: has there what has been the most pleasant surprise about starting your own bookstore that you would have never expected? Other than just having a Probably, honestly, just having it, like, to walk into your bookstore, like, I'd be like, how did I even get here? Like, I didn't, like, man, I never even had a dream to be an author, let alone have a bookstore. Like, that's probably it. Like, to see in the mall, like, to walk by it and see my sign, like, up there and it has my logo, it's like, that's, like, so unbelievable. I can't, every day is, like, unbelievable. I can't really put into words how, how crazy it is, like. Like, like I said, like to not even really have wanting to be an author, but to have a bookstore. But at the same time, having a bookstore is really up my alley because I like books so much that it's just not crazy. It's just, I don't know, man. Like that's, yeah, it's almost undescribable the feeling it gives you just to see, like look around in your store and be like, this is mine. Like, And just because you like had the courage to like just have the idea and like act on it, right? Because uh, I feel like so many people get stuck on the idea the idea like step where you're just like oh i think that would be interesting if i became a tattoo artist and then full stop like okay that was it like that's the extent of my experimentation it's just like thinking about it do you have any goals or dreams for the book you've written like do you want to be a new york times bestseller do you want like what what do you want out of your book from like a success standpoint Thank you. I never thought I would actually become an author. So now that we're here, I think that what I was imagining for a while was doing a book signing, like literally just like manifesting, like just visualization, just being like, now that I have a book, I think it would be kind of fun to do that because I guess authors do that <laughs> literally like without real direction. And so knowing that that's going to be realized in your bookstore in a couple weeks, I'm like, okay, well, what what other things can I play with in terms of being an author and having a book? And I think it would be really cool to be recognized to the point that like I get invited onto like Good Morning America or something like that. That's like, I guess my equivalent of your like becoming so famous that people will know your chain and like would know your brand and be like, oh, that's Franklin the Helper. We're going to have book readings. I think that's my pie in the sky, like being invited to national TV. Although the introversion in me is like already, even when I think about it, like shaking. I'm like, I want that, but I don't want that. I don't know. Do you do you suffer from that? Like with running your business and like and having to like present and stuff like because you said that you are an introvert in terms of like, any part of your business in terms of like marketing or having like to do more extroversion things you have you had to like struggle with it or was it like actually okay not too bad not public speaking or like interviews or like being on tv because like so quick backstory like ever since i was like nine or ten years old my grandmother she made me speak like in front of the whole church like reading bible verses and my church was huge it was part of a congregation of like 1500 people like every Sunday so like because I was doing that at such a young age like public speaking was never really hard for me but like it's weird so every Saturday I vend my books 
at McKinney's uh, at the McKinney Farmers Market. Like I sell them there, and when other when I look at all the other like farmers market vendors, they're standing up. They're hey, how you doing? Like good morning. Like can I show you my product? They're extroverted. Like you know they're they're outgoing. Blah blah blah. Me like. If you don't come up to my table and see what I got, like, like I just missed out on the sale. Like, literally, I sit there quietly reading my book, or before I used to bring my book, I would listen to music, might have my AirPods in. Like, that's probably the biggest struggle. I probably missed out on so many sales and opportunities because I don't have that extrovert, hey, welcome to my table, here's my product, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm not like and that's that's what really hurts me like in, as far as marketing and promoting like i really wish in that way i was more extroverted like i feel like i'd have a lot more money in my business would be way more successful if i was more extroverted like another thing that i don't like to do that i start i send my mom to because it's more her speed it's going to like networking events where you got to go up and shake hands and be like hey blah 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 like, that's just not who I am. It's like, I'm not scared, nervous, or anxious. I'm just not going to do it. I don't know what it is. Like, I'm not going to go up to you and, hi, let me talk, tell you who I am. Even though that's the whole reason we're here and that's why we all came. It's just it's just hard for me. Like So, yeah, definitely being an introvert for sure impacts me negatively from a business perspective. Yeah. And I feel like, I wish, I hate to say it because nothing's impossible, but I don't think I'll ever get over it. But I don't think I'll ever just come out of my shell because up because it's kind of it kind of works to my favor like i've gotten this far being who i am like i'm pretty sure i'd be farther along if i was an extrovert but if if i can get by being who i am then i ain't gonna change because yeah being introverted is who i am i i don't think that it's ever impossible to change any aspect of you but i also think that sometimes it's not necessary <laughs> to change like certain aspects of you. So I feel like I'm agreeing with you on both points, agreeing with you in that, like, you know, I think, I think anything can be changed, you know, with like the right mindset and like effort, but then also agreeing with you in that, like, yeah, you've made it this far, like without having to change that aspect of you. And maybe it's like not that necessary, right? Like um, it's just really evaluating your pros and cons and like what do you want you know and if it's like something you really don't want then and it doesn't hurt you you know to continue as you've been then I think it's also fine right like there's no need to like push every aspect of yourself into I I think it's impossible to improve every aspect of yourself because that would just be so overwhelming um and I feel like you would also not make any progress in anything if you're like if your focus is so split, you know, across like everything. Yeah. yeah like you got to key in on one aspect and try to make that better before you just try to do every aspect about yourself. I agree with you there. One thing that I just found interesting, there's a lot of parallels between your story and mine. It's like, we both didn't necessarily have big dreams of doing this, but now that, but once it, it kind of happened, we kind of didn't, we both didn't have any guidelines or rules and we just kind of, started doing things that just sounded right. Like you, like you said, you know, it just makes sense to have a sign, a uh, book signing. And I was like, yeah, like if people, y'all want me to write more books, I'm gonna just do it. Just like we kind of got, you know, we just got up and started running. We didn't know which way we were going. So I, I found that interesting, like as we've been talking. Completely agree. So I need to ask you the question that I ask all my guests um, as part of the theme, the running theme of Don't Be Strangers, which is how do you define a stranger and at what point do they transition from being one to not being one? 
that's such a great that's the so I get asked a lot of questions like pretty often. That's one of the best questions like I've gotten in a long time. How do you define a stranger? To me, a stranger is someone um you don't know, have never heard of, never seen, have never had any interactions with. To me, that's a stranger. Um yeah, like couldn't recognize you, had no idea who you are. At what point do they stop becoming a stranger? Man. I want to say people stop becoming strangers once you learn their name. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I can know your name, but you're still a stranger. Like, if I know your name is Michael, it's like, Michael's a stranger. So at what point does Michael not become a stranger? I feel like after... That's such a hard question, man. Because, I like, the more, like, I want to answer the question, the more I'd be like, nah, not really. Because it's like, I would say, okay, after we've had one conversation... But then it's like, after that conversation, I'd be like, yeah, like, I just had a, a conversation with that stranger. That's a hard one, man. Man, like, can we, can, can we edit this? Because, like, I really have to think. Like, I can't even edit. No, no. Like, you're perfect because I mean, I, I've had so many people, like, just think through on, on air. I mean, I can't cut it, but, like, honestly, I feel like the thinking process is important, too. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. showing how people are, like, processing the their yeah. answers. So... At what point was I'm thinking about real life? Like if I met someone, like I go out to a, a bar. You can use like our context. Like there was a point when we were strangers, right? And like at this point, do we still feel like strangers? And like how where where was that transition? You know, like, you know what? That's perfect. I feel like a person is a stranger after you spend one full moment with them. Like a moment doesn't necessarily have to be a day or a week a moment is just like you have one experience with them that lasts at least an hour and it's 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 not intimate but it's personal like like yeah that's what a strange that's when someone doesn't become a stranger you have a moment with them that's personal after you have a personal moment with someone they're not strangers anymore i feel like mm. that's what i would say we're not strangers like because me and you is like i saw you coming to the bookstore my mom introduced you, but you were still kind of a stranger. But now that I've been on your podcast and we had like a personal moment, you're not a stranger anymore. Or like I went to a bar Sunday and this guy like and his girlfriend sat down next to me. And at first they were strangers, but like throughout the whole night we kept talking. We had that, you know, personal moment of chilling together at the bar. We're no longer strangers. So after you have a personal moment with someone, they're not strangers. That, that's my answer. Like I've never, I've never heard of it like being described as like a personal moment. I really love that because I think you drawing in that like shared experience element is really precious and really important. Yeah. If I did not ever come on your podcast, but the next time I would have saw you would have been like at the book signing. I think you would have still been a stranger because that, that wouldn't have been personal. Like it's in public, you know. It's a lot going on, but this is like a one-on-one, like like more intimate setting. So yeah, I, yeah. Thank. You. Really made me think. Like that was a great. That's a great question. Like wow. If anyone out there has any books they want to publish, I have created a subscription plan through my publishing company, where you can publish multiple books throughout the year at a discounted monthly rate. So if you're interested, go to franklinthehelper.com. That's all I got to say. And there you have it. If you're interested in writing and publishing your own books, you can consider using Franklin the Helper's publishing services. I'll link all that information in the description. As I mentioned in the intro, I'm counting down to the final days as we approach my book launch and community celebration event to celebrate two years of Don't Be Strangers in Dallas. 
if you're free this Saturday, September 23rd from 1 to 3 p.m., we'll be hanging out in Plano at Franklin the Helper's Bookstore, and I would love to see you there. If you're busy or aren't based in Dallas, you can always check out our Eventbrite for cool things our community is up to in different cities and online. So what did you think about the questions that we posed? Did you resonate with our answers or do you have a different perspective? Either way, I'd love to hear from you. You can write to me at Don't Be Strangers on Instagram or if you don't use social media, you can write in from our website, don'tbestrangers.club. Until next time, and as always, don't be a stranger.